Hello and welcome back to another episode of All Villa No Filler. Today it was joy for Roy but disaster for Dean as Villa once again start a game strong but can't go the distance against Crystal Palace. We'll also continue our perfect 10 feature. Today it's time to rate John McGinn's season out of 10 and as ever we'll have the back in time quiz where the ultimate winner gets a free Nando's the losers have to pay for. But before we get into all that let's check in with the other two lifelong villains who join me as ever on this show. Firstly, Roshi Mendonca, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, George. How are you? Excellent. Yes, all good. And Frankie Maguire, how are things? Loving life. How are you, George? <laughs> I wouldn't say loving life uh, at the moment, <laughs> given that performance. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was a disappointing game, uh, wasn't it? But we'll, we'll come on to that in a second. Rasheen, how has your week been? Yeah, uh, well, I'm a little bit concerned about the fantasy football. Do you know what? It's a long old season in fantasy football, isn't it? And there are many excuses that one can make for one's demise. Um, But I am sure that I did my team this week. And somehow, (laughs) Tyro Ming seems to still be sitting in there. There's lots and lots of people that aren't playing. And George, I think... I think I'm going to end up below you. We've been battling mid-table for quite some time. We have. We have. I think you might just get me the last couple of weeks. It's very distressing fantasy football, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is, it is. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I, I like how you're sort of peddling this conspiracy that maybe fantasy football is against you and it didn't do the updates that you, uh, that you asked for. It didn't. Um, I just think... <laughs> I think it's just down to skill and ability as sure. fantasy football manager. And it's just... That's why you're in third place. <laughs> oh, where am I in third place to be? Out of six? Uh, yeah, you dropped off a while ago, frankly. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, if my, we're talking just in this group, then I'm the winner. Is that what yeah. we're <laughs> Let's just talk just in this, this one. This, yeah, this one. It's, it is rather upsetting me. Like I say, there are a million excuses you can come up with in fantasy football. Um, I think in the main, it's, it's just because it's a game of luck. But this week, no excuses. I did update it and it didn't update. So not a good week for me. Okay, I'll have to just take your words. Uh, <laughs> uh, How are you, boys? I, I'm I'm all right actually. I was playing uh, real football this week for the first time in ages. I was I was back playing uh, five-a-side football, um, and then it got me thinking: if I had to pick like my perfect Aston Villa five-a-side team, like, who would I who would Didn't I include? We already in do it? this feature. Alan Hudson. I, <laughs> no, well, I was I was thinking more in the context of like you know obviously you want to pick your best your best players. So you think about Grealish, but then in like a in like a five-a-side context you know i think i'd probably i'll probably stray away from like just having five of the best villa players of all time so i think what, i'm like who, who did you decide on? well i was immediately thinking like darren bent in terms of like a natural finisher mm. have darren we ever had a bent? I, I know listen i know it's a it's a it's a shocking thing to say but in terms of a natural finisher have we had anyone who's been like that kind of fox in the box dwight york yeah maybe oh, here I, here i'm going go. with louis barry that's who i'm picking <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You see that what a goal? performance for the for the U team. Yeah, what, oh, what my a, days. Yeah, what a performance, what a result. Massive congratulations for that for that. I mean, I, to be honest, I thought that that's an unusually good under 18s team, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, what, what, when was the last time that we reached the final? 2010, I think it was. We, the last time we reached the the youth cup final. So, it's been the best part of a decade. Um so, but I, but I would say this this crop are more promising than any youth team I can actually remember. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it yeah, does feel, it does feel like well, very. I think that the, the 
the week that we started this podcast said it all the Liverpool FA Cup game yeah. Yeah, this yeah. Liverpool first team and it was Louis Barry there another kind of I mean this goal this week it, it was quite something uh, an absolute belter um, yeah. but, but the goal against Liverpool first team you know it was absolutely incredible very very exciting prospect aren't they mm. yeah. The, yeah the thing is like not, not many of the youth players ever really make it you know but sometimes you see a young player coming through and you think they are the real deal and you look at Louis Barry and you're like this is a talent isn't it it's not often that Barcelona signs someone from Sutton Coalfield so you know (laughs) there's there's something going on there I think with him yeah I mean I think you're right I'd be disappointed if uh, if some of those players don't make it into the first team even if even if they don't make it with us I'm always quite intrigued to see how players who've come through our youth team get on in their careers I I noticed Callum O'Hare won um I think players player at Coventry this year. He was he was a player obviously who was on our books and we we released him and he always looked like a like he was a talented player, just never quite cut it at us for a variety of reasons, but seems to be doing doing the business at Coventry and it'd be great to see him back in the Premier League with them and you know, other players as well. Um but hopefully if we can if we can keep the vast majority of this group of players and they and they break through for us, that that's that's exactly what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah, absolute dream. Okay then, so it did finish. Crystal Palace 3, Aston Villa 2. Rasheen, what the hell happened? (laughs) Oh, it was rubbish, wasn't it? It was utter rubbish. (laughs) We were really up for it at the beginning. We were bright, we were clever. Um, And, you know, McGinn's goal was a clever goal, just kind of rolling it in. That's that's exactly where you want the ball to go. I know there was a slight deflection there, but that was lovely. And that little set-up from Ollie Watkins, that... I'll tell you what, Ollie Watkins knew exactly where El Ghazi was. And he was the only one that did because the Palace defenders didn't. That little back header, absolutely lovely. Um, And then at half time, I thought the scoreline was fine. Yes, granted, we're only a goal up, but we're doing all right. And wasn't it just awful when we came back out? I like no creativity, no attack, no drive. Uh, sloppy um I think once McGinn got his yellow card he was out of it because the way that he plays you know he he can't afford to be getting yellow cards like that um because we'd get another red um and I think I think we were crumbling when Grealish came on and when he came on we completely fell apart we crumbled what is that about he's our he's our best player um granted but we finally found a way to play without him um and then we get him on and it's just, let's fire it back to Grealish. Let's get it back to Grealish. We can't do anything. We've lost all our confidence again. And we're trying to get it out to this guy who is injured, who's trying to get his fitness back. Um, and Palace aren't going to let him on and, and kind of t- to take away their, their draw that they were on at that time. Um, so, he, you know, he didn't stand much of a chance. I don't know how it was that as soon as he came on, we just... It got worse. Um, it was kind of like a joy that he was back and I think a bit of a curse. I didn't think we looked like creating anything because we lost, I don't know, we lost the sense that we could even play football. It's almost um, like we lost, we lost momentum when he came on the pitch. Uh, and I think, and, and I think, I think you're right in terms of the mentality of the players. I don't know what it was, but something switched and it kind of, 
was like, okay, well, Grealish is back, so we we need we're okay now. We can we can yeah. drop off, and and Grealish will dig us out of a hole like he has done countless times yeah. in the past. That's bizarre. Um, so yeah, it was it was incredibly uh, frustrating, particularly as you say, given how well we started the match. We were passing the ball around really nicely. We we found lots of space. We opened Palace up numerous times. We had lots of chances in the first half, in particular. To um to probably score more than the two goals that we did, I was actually disappointed that that we we conceded the uh, the equaliser when Benteke scored to make it one all. Um, Frankie, your thoughts? I think if you were to say what the most consistent issue is under Dean Smith in uh, the Premier League, it's been the amount of times we've started really well, taken a lead, and then somehow conspired to lose a game where it feels like we shouldn't have lost. I'm looking at you know, last season; there was a lot of examples of that. This season, you're probably looking at Burnley. Um, and then today, West Ham as well away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, first up, we started really, really well. Then for some reason, whatever it was, we just dropped off, allowed Palace to get at us, Benteke scores, then we score again. But then from the moment we took the lead 2-1, Palace just grew and grew and grew. And we looked like we couldn't almost physically handle it. Um, now, a consistent issue I've noticed this season, I personally feel is that in centre midfield we really need a player who is physically imposing but also calm and collected on the ball now it's easier said than done finding a player like that but if I was to think in my head who a player of that ilk might be I'd think someone like Nemanja Matic at Manchester United or Thomas Suchek at West Ham somebody who can pop up with set piece goals which we also lack oh yeah, midfield. yeah. Um, just somebody who can you know just take control and be a bit of a calming influence in the middle. And Manchester United had that. You know, we were pressuring Manchester United last week. Uh, they brought Matic on and it just changed the game. It was that extra bit of physicality in midfield. And I think sometimes Louise and McGinn don't always complement each other brilliantly. Um, and to be honest, you know, when the game was getting away from us in the second half, I was looking at the bench and, you know, other than obviously Grealish, I was thinking, actually, to be honest, there aren't, there aren't a huge number of options for Smith to work with here. So it's another example of something that we need to improve on in the transfer window look we've done it's a good season it's frustrating that it's not ending too brilliantly and there's a couple of results like this with Palace that we next season we really have to sort that out um but you know I'm not going to be too down in the dumps about it but um it, it was a frustrating loss and I think it's really suggestive of where we need to improve in the transfer window and I would suggest that is very much in midfield yeah, I, I mean, I, I would I would agree with with all that. Really, to be honest, Frankie, I think what this does, as a lot of results have this season, is is given given Smith and um, well Villa fans generally like us a real sense of what we actually need to do in the summer uh, to improve. Which which I would say is 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 in the grand scheme of things a, a positive thing because it's a process, and you know you can't um, you can't expect miracles straight away. But but clearly, I think you're right. I think we need to look at um, centre midfield as an area where we need to strengthen in terms of physicality. We, we've been linked with Sander Burge from um, mm. uh, Sheffield United, who's a very big, imposing midfielder. Perhaps he could be someone who can come in and and um, and do that and do that job. Um, and uh, and yeah, you know, obviously having Grealish back is is great, but we can't expect him to be there um, every match digging us out of holes. We need to strengthen in in those kind of wide attacking areas as well. Um, and and obviously up front, uh, we've we've struggled when Watkins is off the boil or is injured. You know, or can't stay on his feet. 
all can't stay on that's his feet. Um, I, I really yeah. think that's a good point, Roshi. I, I love Ollie Watkins. I think he's been a fantastic signing and he'll be even better next season. But I think if you were to look for a weakness in his game, sometimes his hold up play isn't, uh, isn't great he's, all the time. He's, yeah, he's all over the place. And particularly, I mean, there was obviously something going on with the pitch and there was in one of the matches earlier in the season, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, it wasn't just him, but he was n- noticeably, you know... Struggling. Yeah, yeah, mm. big time. And it's that sometimes maybe just a player closer to him, like Barkley is supposed to fill that role, but he's too inconsistent. Um, Jacob Ramsey today, um, it's tough for him. He's a really young player and he's still learning. I have a lot of high hopes for Jacob Ramsey. It's just part of his learning experience. Um, but, you know, it just felt like you need it. Sometimes he needs a little bit of support up there, as we've all said before. And guys, you know I love Ty, the God of Thunder. Do you think we missed Mings today? <laughs> Rasheen, I'll, I'll let you feel this one. Um, did I personally miss Mings? Uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think I was a lot calmer um, and a lot less stressed when we were playing the ball out from the back. So, uh, look, we, we probably did, didn't we? But look, that didn't Courtney Courtney Hawes? He 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 did. He he's a decent. He's a decent. You know person we can bring on and that block I don't even know if that I don't even know if that was going in but he's got the passion he's got the drive and he he wants to he wants to even score goals didn't he or, or he wanted to today um but look we probably did didn't we we probably I mean Horse is one of those players I'm actually really happy to have in the squad he's a, yeah. he's a very good squad player and and if the money we paid for him he's actually a, a really good addition to the to the squad yeah. as I say um probably should have done better with one of those headers in the first half um i think particularly the first one he could have probably you know if that was mm. on target that was that would that would have that would have made it one nil i think at the time but yeah he's a good he's a good player and, and obviously ahead of Engels in the pecking order as things stand um i i really think we missed um uh cash today personally i think cash was the one yeah. who we uh we we missed because he you know he flies up and down the wing doesn't he and elmo he's just I doesn't have a great no i don't no. think he there were a few moments that you know that he he struggled he struggled I would say yes yes and he's coming to the end of his career at Villa and I think what a servant he's been I I, I would never yeah, I would never dismiss him as a yeah. as a player or a professional but it's just you know he's he's just not not at that level anymore particularly the level we want to get to um so so yeah I I won't uh, I won't you know bash him but we, we did miss we did miss Cash and we, I think we did miss Mings as well but um yeah you know all as we've not been saying, flying we? without Mings, are we? <laughs> <laughs> We're not flying without Mings. <laughs> All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. The perfect ten. It's the Perfect Ten, which I'm hosting this week. This is a feature where two of us review the performances of each key Villa player so far this season and give them a score out of 10. This week, Roisin and George will assess John McGinn, Super John McGinn, the iron brew drinking John McGinn. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll start with George today. What have you made of John McGinn this season? Well, listen, I love Iron Brew as much as the next Scotsman. Um, so, you know, if he loves Iron Brew, that's all good with me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good day to review him, isn't it? Because, you know, bar the result, he scored, he scored a very, very good goal um, today. I mean, he just passed it into the net, didn't he? It was a, it was a, it was a brilliant finish. Um, and yeah, I, he's, he's, he's had, I think he, 
if we're going to look at him over the course of his time at Villa, um, he's just been emblematic of our rise up through the Championship and into the Premier League. He's a little bit like, you know, he's, he's, formed, he's formed the core of that team that, that's taken us up and he's carried on. I think last season, like many of our players, I think he struggled to adapt. And uh, this season he's, he's come on, you know, leaps and bounds and he's really, he's really adjusted to the Premier League and, and, he's, and he's motoring at that level. Um, I think he... I'm delighted that he signed a contract with us. I think he's he's definitely a player that we need to keep going forward. Um, he's he's a, he's an excellent like an excellent pro. He's fantastic to have in the dressing room. I, I think a lot of us saw over Christmas he turned up in that giant turkey costume, and I think that's kind of like symbolic of what he is as a as a personality. I think you need you need those players in a in a dressing room to kind of get the team going and stuff. And he's just an incredible kind of engine he's got a, an excellent engine on him he's always had that and he's he's continued kind of going forward and what what i love about him as well is he's he he can he can play a variety of positions within that kind of center midfield role and he doesn't really kick up a fuss when he's asked to do it i think you know in in the days when we were in the in the championship he would get forward a lot more and and, and try and contribute to the, the more offensive style of of our play and then you know given the players we brought in like luis and other players like Barkley, he's 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 played more of a box to box role, or sometimes even a defensive midfielder type role, and he just he just does it. He knuckles down and he and he cracks on. And as as I say, not not every player would would agree to do that. And I think he's um he's done that he's done that really well this season. He's contributed to some goals this season, including um, today. And yeah, I think I think he's just yeah he's he's a brilliant player to have at the club i'm so glad that we've got him and what an absolute steal he was from hibs in terms of value for money um he's got to be pound for pound possibly one of our greatest ever signings uh, so i would say based on all that um i think possibly he lost a bit of form as a lot of our players did when when grealish left i think they have a great relationship and unfortunately with him being gone um he's looked a little bit lost in some games i think it's fair to say in the, in the sort of recent spell of bad form that we've been in. So for that reason, I'm going to give Super John McGinn an 8.5 out of 10 for this season's 8. performance. 8.5 hey, um, for the man who Dean Smith said uh, has a big backside when... Uh, was it Southampton got that Dean Smith or... Can we sh- I think it's time our listeners knew that our group nickname for John McGinn is Booty McGinn. And I'm not sure who came up with it, but it wasn't me. It was one of you two. I'm pretty sure uh, it was Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I can't, I can't neither confirm or deny. <laughs> so by Dean Smith saying it, what Frankie <laughs> means is it's him. <laughs> so, so Roisin, um, can you give us your assessment of uh, John Booty McGinn for this season? <laughs> yeah, I read about Booty in... Um, Irving Welsh's the follow-up to Train Spotting. I don't know if either of you have read it, um, but they're massive it. Hibs fans in that. And and mm. and dis, despite the kind of Glaswegian slang, you know, it's it's a tough read. It's a tough read to get through. Um, but they they go on and on about John McGinn, about how fantastic he is and amazing. And if you honestly read it, you know he's something special. They love him. Um, and then obviously signed for us. So it was it under three mil, like you said, pound for pound. What what an absolute bargain. Mm. Um, and I I I I, I did try. To to look for this but I'm sure Alex Ferguson has mentioned that he's worth uh, you know an obscene amount of money in the past 
Um, I couldn't find it when I searched it, so that also might be fake news. Um, so <laughs> moving on, he probably, he probably um, said it. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex Ferguson did say. It. Yeah, I think he did. Um, um, but look, I think I, I love John McGinn. I love him. He's strong. That centre of gravity. I don't know what you know. Those pirouettes he does. He's just mm, uh, you can't get when he's got the ball underneath him. I think if you're trying to get it out there, it's like a, he's like a one man scrum. You can't get it. Um, he's gritty, and I think he's old school. He's that real kind of old school Scottish player isn't it um look it hasn't been a great season for him I don't think I know I know that that you know he's maybe he has struggled without Jack Grealish for the last kind of 12 13 games whatever it's been and you saw him today actually he just wanted to get it to Jack get it to his mate um but I don't think it's been his best season um kind of all round really and I prefer him in more of an attacking role yeah, I think yeah. he's I think he's hungry and I like that about him and I think when he's moving forward, he, he he really, really wants to kind of get the goals. And 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 if he struggled to find the back of the net this season. There have there have been some real kind of howlers up into the, you know, into the eaves that he's he's knocked right up there. Um I, I think I think honestly he's been better for country than club this season, um, in terms of overall performances. But I, I I'm not I know that we're supposed to do it this season, but I'm not having it. He deserves more than that. I think he's an absolutely brilliant player. And you know what? He loves the villa. And you guys know that for me, that's everything. He loves it, doesn't he? He's in, he's in the gang. Um, you know, he's there in his turkey costume. He's having a laugh. He's insulting managers' coats. He's, <laughs> he's, he's fun and he's full of heart. And he's, he's, a, he's the kind of guy that you want around. And he's the kind of guy that, that you want at your club. Um, so I absolutely adore my, John McGinn. Um, I think I've taken him down um, because I do think he's had a few howlers. Um, from me... It's an eight, um, but if we come back to this and and you know he he gets back to it next season, I think he's I think he's pushing up there as as one of my favourite players is John McGinn. At the moment, though, it's a solid eight. Well, I love both of your uh, passion for John McGinn. I think we all love the man. He's uh, been a huge addition to Aston Villa, um, uh, as as you were saying, Roisin. He's just uh, he loves the Villa, doesn't he? And how can yeah, you not love does. that? Um, so, <laughs> with my bad maths, uh, I believe that's 8.25 for this season. Um, and I think you're right. I think what we were talking about earlier, if, you, if, if Villa could get in another centre midfielder, uh, maybe a more physically imposed one who could sit deeper, and that allows John McGinn to play a bit further forward, and we might see the, the best of John McGinn again, uh, hopefully, uh, in the near future. But uh, we love the man. Good on you, Super John McGinn. That was the perfect 10 and Super John McGinn got 8.25. We love that man. We'd like to hear if you agree with that and what you've made of the Villa players this season. You can email your opinions to allvillanofilla at gmail.com or let us know on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram by searching allvillanofilla. Let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. And we stay in London to play Spurs on Wednesday. Uh, Frankie, starting with you, how do you think that one's going to go? Not well. Um, I'm normally pretty optimistic uh, about away games. I, t- I tend to think we always turn up and put in a good performance. Um, I think we'll cause Tottenham some problems. I'm pretty certain of that. We, we always tend to 
caused any problems. But um, we just have a bit of a habit of the last decade of not playing well against anyone, to be honest, but particularly against Tottenham. Um, we've been, uh, we have struggled against them a lot. Uh, they're in decentish form, I guess. Uh, they outclassed us at Villa Park. Um, it's not, I don't know, I, I, I rarely feel as down, um, but I don't know, today's performance just put, has put me in a bit of a, bit of sour taste from mouth a little bit. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not particularly looking forward to going up against Kane and Gareth Bale. Um, but, uh, they're hungry. They've got something to play for, haven't they, Spurs? Yeah, um, they want to end the season. Well, Ryan Mason's got something to prove as, a, as their sort of interim manager, I guess. Um, for the Villa, you know, we've got to go out, got to prove ourselves. Maybe Grealish will start. Maybe that might make a bit of a difference. Um, but, you know, if I'm going off today's performance, I'm not, I'm not hugely confident about the Tottenham trip. Well, um, <laughs> Rusheen, Rusheen, it's up to you now to pick, pick, pick our heads, our collective heads from off the floor. And, I don't uh, know how much more positivity I can bring to this. I think maybe, yeah, maybe Jack Grealish starting will, will provide us with something else. But I'm a, I'm a bit kind of, I was shocked by how much worse we were with him on the pitch today. I was shocked by how much we suddenly changed. And like I say, just completely relied on him. Um, so if... If he does start, and if he is fit to start, um, we we have to kind of play with confidence still. And you know, they can the Spurs can have a Jack Grealish. They can handle him. They've got enough um, on on the on the pitch for you know to, to kind of keep him locked down. So we've got to. I think we've got to move forward. I don't know where we're taking our confidence from exactly, but we've got to find it somehow. Because like I say, they've got something to play for. They want to end in a decent European spot. Um, and and you know, like you always said, they've got something to prove after after Jose. So I think it is going to be tough. Maybe I'm, I'm mildly more positive than Frankie, um, but. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a struggle. You know what? I think we're going to beat them. I didn't do the job, did I? You just. <laughs> I'll take this I feel, now. I feel like uh, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street when he's about when he's resigned <laughs> when he's about to resign and then he suddenly tells us a sudden change of heart and he stays around. <laughs> I, I, initially, I I I was with you. I thought, oh, maybe you are. We are going to lose that game quite heavily. But then I was thinking about it. I was thinking. You know what? I've got a lot of Spurs fans and um, what they all say about Spurs is they are maddeningly inconsistent as a football team. That is true. Um, and, and, you know, you can never, ever rely. I mean, the, the Spursy, being Spursy, that's, a, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a, a phrase which has been tossed around, you know, Twitter for, for, for a long, long time now. It's, you can never rely on Tottenham Hotspur to consistently win football matches. And... Um, they do have a lot to play for. What, I mean, you can rely on Villa? <laughs> you know, I, well, listen, I'm not saying you can rely on anyone. I, 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 think, I, think, you know, I think, you know, you could rely on Villa to lose against Spurs, but by relying on Villa to lose against Spurs, they could potentially go there and get a win. You know, <laughs> the way I'm looking at it is, Grealish has had more minutes on the pitch. Yes, he disrupted our play, unfortunately for us, when he came on. But he could potentially start the game against Spurs, in which case we will have a, a different style of play to start the game with. Uh, Watkins is back, so we don't have to rely on Keen Davis, God bless him, um, to score goals. Watkins is obviously a much more of a threat. We could have Mings back for the game. Um, so, you know, I am going to be positive. I'm going to say I'm going to say we sneak it 2-1, guys. Ooh, actually, do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if 
Barkley angry to start. And then I guess that's a, you know, it's a bit of a wild card. You don't know what Barkley's going to turn up. Is it yeah. the Barkley who was exceptional against Everton? Or is it the Barkley who was against Manchester United last week and just looked a bit lost, to be honest? So, never know. Right, it's the Back in Time quiz where I will take a journey back in time to see how much these guys really know about the Villa. As ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy named after Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend. Whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy and by the end of the season, whoever's won the title the most wins a free Nando's. The catch being the losers have to buy it for them. Now, the last time you played, it was perhaps unsurprisingly Frankie who just about... Came away victorious. Let's not forget the time before that, it was me. And the time before that, Rasheen, of course, won. Uh, so, you mentioned that. Um, so it could happen again. It could happen. Miracles, miracles can happen. So, so let's, have, let's have the. Uh, the very positive, positive this week, George. Very, very positive. I've got, to be, I've got to try and be chipper. I feel like, you know, you guys, you talked about the Spurs game. You think we're, we're destined for a heavy defeat. I've got to lift it. I've got to lift the mood <laughs> of the podcast. So um, let's take buzzer sounds from you. Frankie, what are you going for this week? Uh, I'll go with uh, Delaney. Delaney, okay, very good. Right back that lost out to Alan Hutton in our, uh, in our perfect... <laughs> in a non-controversial non fashion. That went down really well on Twitter. Really. That went down really well on Twitter. Um, Rasheen, I, I, I'm assuming I'm knowing yours, but let's, let's have confirmation. It's Gabby, 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 Gabby among the whole. <laughs> of, course it, of course it is. Of course it is. Right, well, we've, we've been talking about Dean Smith a lot in this podcast, as we do most podcasts. Um, he is, of course, our, our manager, and Dean, we trust. Uh, so this one, this quiz, is all about Villa managers of the past. Villa mm. managers, people who've led the club mm. uh, over the years. Uh, and we've, um, you know, I, I thought I'd, I'd make it easy on ourselves, really, that most of these questions, all five of them, uh, are about uh, are about Villa managers uh, in the Premier League era, so from '92 to uh, to the present day. Um, so I'm going to start off though with uh, with a question about uh, about win percentages. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> we might as well just give the trophy to Frankie right now. Listen, just take it, Frank. I'll get the wild herbs all that. We're it, done. I'm it, done. It is, it is. I, I think potentially this is a bit of a potluck question. So, we've had 14 managers since 1992. Uh, so, of those 14, who has the best win percentage as Villa manager? Delaney. Okay, Frankie, let's have it. I'm going to say Ron Atkinson. 43.26 win percentage rate but it's not Ooh. Ron Atkinson he is I think I think he's our second best performing manager oh. then it's got to be Martin O'Neill Gabby 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 upon the floor is it Martin O'Neill 42.11 oh, is it Dean Smith 40.50. Oh, God. Well, we can't go through them all. Who is it? It's going to be someone who's been there for like such a short amount of time. You know, it's actually a manager who might surprise you um, because his win percentage, I'm going to give it away here, his win percentage wasn't actually in the Premier League. What? Stevie Bruce. It's Stevie Bruce. Wow. <laughs> oh, my word. It's Steve Bruce, 45.10, his win percentage at Aston Villa. Wow. Because we were playing no hopers in the championship. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it was Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce has the best winter percentage My of goodness. 40 managers in the Premier League era. So I'm going to have to give that to Frankie. Oh, wow. Well well done, Frankie. I, you I, can't I, give it to Fra- we went on. We went through every Villa manager since <laughs> 1874 then. You can't give it to Frankie. I'm giving it to Frankie. Frankie, oh, Frankie, Frankie, Frankie 1-0. Frankie 1-0. <laughs> so of those... <laughs> Of those, of those 40 managers, second question, how many were proud English managers? Gabby, 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 I've half. Crochet. Seven. It was seven. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I was just counting them on. It was I, seven. I, I just, I'd, I'd gone through them already in my head, Frankie. I was prepped. That was oh, very, that was very, very quick. So Ron Atkinson, Brian Little, John Gregory, Graham Taylor. Then it was Tim Sherwood, Steve Bruce, Dean Smith. I knew it. I knew it. It was, it was payback for the last question, Frankie. Wow. As well. <laughs> there we are. It's one all. It's neck and neck. We move on to the third question. Four out of the five record signings in our history have been under Dean Smith. Which manager brought in the other one? And for a bonus point, I mean, we're not, I'm not going to count it, but do you know who that player was? Delaney. Uh, it yes. wasn't Delaney, no. <laughs> it was, um. certainly wasn't Mark Delaney. <laughs> it's got to be John Gregory being in Juan Pablo Angel in the year 2000 and, 2001, maybe, from River Plate. Frankie, you are absolutely incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) You said that with such confidence. Uh, No, it was not. It was not Juan Pablo Angel and it was not John Gregory. Rasheen, this is your chance to steal. Who? I don't know anything about anything. Um, Who who did we sign? Who did we sign for a lot of money? What have I done? A lot of money. I'll give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna help Rasheen out with with a couple of extra clues here. Which I he was, probably still won't help me. But let's go. I've got the he answer. was. He was. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say three words. Five aside. Darren Bent. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was Darren Bent. But who? This is. This is about the managers, Rasheen. Who oh, was no! the manager? Oh no! Oh, if you think for one second, <laughs> I know who brought in Darren Bent, then you. Ma- I don't know. Oh God. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you Martin guess. Martin O'Neill. Let's go for Martin O'Neill again. It was not. I can't believe this. This question has flip flopped dramatically. It was oh. not Martin O'Neill. I think it we was Gerard Julio. It was Gerard Julio. <laughs> wow. Oh my. Wow. What a roller coaster of a question. Do I get half a point for Darren Bent? I'll give you half a point for Darren Bent. Half a point. Half Lovely. a point. So that makes it what? Two to one and a half to Frankie. Okay. Question four. So we're a proud club, got a proud history, founded in 1874. Of course, we all know that. Um, How many managers have we had in our entire history? Gabby, 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 Bungahorn. I think I'm pretty sure that was Rasheen there. Uh, Rasheen, how many have we had? I think we've had. 61 managers. 61? <laughs> okay. 61 managers. Uh, so we're going to go closest win. So no I, think we've, no, I think we've had far less than that, actually. But I'll go with 61. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. I'll stick, stick with, with it. it. Okay. No, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say 27. Frankie, you are indeed the closest. Oh, dear. Well done. Well done. So that's three to one and a half. We've had 32 managers 
But I just I just want to I just want to um, throw this fact in there that George Ramsey was our first manager. He served or presided over 1,327 games and was manager wow. from 1884 to 1926. Well, if we'd have God. taken him out, I'd have got a lot closer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, Tim, Tim Sherwood could only dream of serving <laughs> at Aston Villa for that length of time. He didn't serve for that many matches, let alone you. <laughs> I know, exactly. Wow, incredible. George Ramsey won six league titles and six FA Cups for Aston Villa. Legend. So there we are. What a legend. Um, yeah, so there we are. Frankie does win it, but I will Is ask... that the end of the quiz already? Well, out of five questions, yeah. Frankie has right, an unassailable sure. lead. Burgled but this I, one. But, <laughs> but I, will, I will ask my final question. So I was born, you guys know this, in 1988. It was the year of the first Red Nose Day. And, uh, and the year the crazy gang, Wimbledon, won the FA Cup. But who was Villa manager in 1988? Uh, um, Delaney. Cranky. I think it was Graham Taylor. It was Turnip yeah. Taylor. <laughs> it, was, it was Graham Taylor. There we are. God rest Frankie's his soul. won it. Frankie's soul, got yeah. it. Surprise, surprise. Well, Nando's is open tomorrow, Frankie. Yeah, I was going to say, restrictions are easing, guys. You know, that wild herb sauce is more accessible now. Holly <laughs> Hall Nando's is calling wait us. Wait for the live show. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to tally up how many times you've... Frankie, have you, have you won this? Like... Have you, have you built up an unassailable uh, lead? I don't know in if this I have, quiz. you know, because I've lost to Rasheen and I've lost twice to you, George. So I, I, I'm not sure. We're going to have to go back, back and listen back to the. To... I mean, it's still think... quite convinced. Only having lost three times is still quite a convincing victory, I would say. Frankly. I would say it probably well is. Well done. Frankie. And you know what? We can't even hear you typing when you're searching for the answers. You know, <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Well, that is, is worth that is worth wild herb sauce and it's in its own. Yeah, that, it's that quite skill. Cool. I actually do like who wants to be a millionaire. I just have someone coughing behind me. <laughs> Tequin Te- Whitwick is there, like coughing in the audience. Big Villa fan is Tequin. He loves his wild herb sauce as well. He's in. The, we're in this together to get Nando's. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zelinski. See you next week, Roshin. See you next week, George. Up the villa. Up the villa and cheery bye, Frankie. See you later, and I both hope you enjoy your uh, fewer restrictions this week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Frankie. I mean, mean, imagine saying that two years ago. What a strange thing to say. (laughs) Enjoy your fewer restrictions. Uh, But I I will. (laughs) No doubt I will. Thank you, Frankie. And uh, it's goodbye from me. We'll all return next week for a Chelsea review and a Tottenham review, I suppose. But until then... Come on, you villa boys from Aston.